Pod, a Youth Cymru podcast. Hello and welcome back to Youth Pod, a Youth Cymru podcast. I'm your host, Anna Arietta, and today we're continuing our conversation around the power of your vote campaign. Today we are back with our Clice Evank members, and in this episode we are talking about the environment, one of the key themes of the Clice Evank manifesto. We ask questions like how can young people make a change, and think about our opinions on whether the government and public bodies in Wales are really doing enough to listen to the priorities of young people. So I'm joined again today, lucky me, by Nirishan and Yayan. How are you guys? You okay? Yeah, I'm well, thanks Anna. Um... It's been a good week. Yeah, I was going to ask, actually, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Yeah, I mean, one of my, uh, it's not a resolution, but one of my goals is to try and go out every day on a walk, which I've done so far. So it's been good. Oh, that is good. It is so nice to get outside, isn't it? Because it's like bringing yourself to do it as well. It's like bringing yourself to go, oh, my God, it's dark and it's cold. Do I actually want to go out? But when you do, you feel so much better and it tires you out as well for the evening, which is really nice. Um, How about you, Yayan? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm good, thanks. Um, that's something that I'm trying to do as well, like go for walks, but it's always be, like a bit rainy or a bit cold and I just don't do it. But um, yeah, that's something that I'm trying to work on because it definitely does, um, I guess, brighten my mood and give me a bit of like feel good factor. Yeah, I know. Everybody then. needs a bit of exercise, don't they, really? Um, but yeah, well, I'm glad you guys have had a good little week since we spoke last. Um, so we had a good little episode last week, an introduction to Clice of Ank, um, a bit about the campaign we're going to be starting. And obviously this series is all about the power of your vote campaign and also about Clice Bank and what you guys are focusing on. Um, so in these kind of episodes, we are looking at the issues that matter to young people. And obviously you two are members of Clice Bank, which is the voice of Youth Cymru. Um, and you have kind of identified what you think is important um, to young people. So you've actually identified one of the key themes of your manifesto is the importance of environment and climate change. And you guys think this is really important. It's important to you. It's something you're passionate about. Um, And also you're speaking on behalf of a lot of young people who would also find this, um, you know, a subject that is very close to their hearts and something they want to make change and kind of do some social action around um, and try and improve the situation at the moment with climate change and and the environment and learn more about it as well. Um, So talk me through that a bit. Why is this so important to young people um, in this day and age? Yeah, so I think, you know, as you said, Anna, um, you know, climate change, the environment, global warming. I mean, there's lots of different names for it, but this emergency that we have now with the environment and climate is the greatest challenge uh, our generations and generations before will ever face. I think um, it's the immediate effects and the long-term impact that this will have on uh, us and future generations of young people. I think when we did our listening, gathering people's thoughts and views, climate change is by far and the most important and prominent issue that's always been brought up. And, you know, this has been always the case in the past uh, few years as well. We saw with the school protests, uh, young people are the ones who protested about not doing enough governments, people and the public not doing enough to tackle climate change and realize how big a threat it is. And we need to take radical action now so we can protect our future and the planet. 
when you mentioned before about doing, you know, um, you were asked a lot of young people um, to be able to gather these thoughts for the manifesto and be able to speak on behalf of young people, I guess. Um, how did you do that? Was that through consultation? Was it through surveys? You know, who did you reach? So in order to um, gather thoughts and gather perspectives from lots of young people from um, throughout Wales, we wanted to um, incorporate as many different voices as well. Um, including voices of maybe like disadvantaged or disenfranchised groups as well. So um, we had um, open discussions with different youth groups and different groups of young people in Wales. We also run a con consultation um, through a forum on our website where we gathered people's thoughts and um, they shared what issues were most pressed in and important to them. Um, as well as engaging with young people over social media. So we try to reach out um, as wide as possible to get um, a representative view of um, the issues that matter to young people. Fantastic. Um, and I think I agree with you definitely. It's important to get the voices of maybe underrepresented groups um, and communities in Wales as well. Um, and also, you know, at Youth Cymru, we do tend to work with those groups who, you know, are young people who are disadvantaged in some way. They live in um, communities um, that where they may not have a, a load of opportunities. They have lack of opportunities um, and we want to be able to provide them with a voice as well. So I think it's really important that you're reaching out um, to those groups as well. So if there's a young person listening now, um, can they actually still access those consultations? Can they still continue that conversation with you? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things is class to life is we always want to hear uh, everyone's thoughts and opinions on issues that matter to them. I mean, class to life only exists because of the because of young people across Wales feeding into youth companies work. I think um, that will always be an ongoing process, whether that's in this campaign or further campaigns. We welcome any members from any part of Wales, wherever, whatever their situation is. I think it's important we get everyone's voices on issues that matter to them, even if Lots of people think it's not. If it's important to them, we'll always hear them out. Yeah, amazing. So if you are a young person, you're listening and you want to kind of um, get your voice heard and, and express your opinion, then, you know, you can contact Lysi Bank um, via their Twitter page. You know, you can get um, in touch with some of the members. It's always, always welcome. So um, if this is an area that young people are particularly passionate about, like you've said, um, and also, you know, a lot of people will be listening who haven't contributed to the consultation yet, or they're just thinking, yeah, this is something that I do want to kind of make change. How can they make change? I think we can look at it as a, at the micro level, what we can do as individuals in our communities. We can look at uh, a, uh, the next level up in our communities and in our city, what we can do. And then we have to look at nationally. What is it that we can do there? I think individually, I think you have to think about your carbon footprint, how uh, if energy efficient are you? I think, you know, there's things that we can take actions now that will impact the environment later on, like, like going, uh, eating uh, less meat, taking uh, walks and going on bikes more than using uh, vehicles and cars. I think using less electricity and energy wherever we can. Um, volunteering with your local uh, local litter group to help clean the area up. I think there's little things like that we can do as individuals where we contribute to protecting our home and our uh, streets and communities. Um, in the next level up in the city and that area, I think you have to think about um, what are the priorities and what does your city look like now? I think one of the key things is raise this with your councillors, talk to your local MP, talk to your local member of the Senate, what you can do as communities 
to make sure you're, you're playing your part in this global fight against climate change, to get in touch with your counselors, because you know some of them will be really passionate about this issue and will think about how your city can be more uh, uh, sustainable in the future. I think there's things that a city and your communities can do together to make sure that your impact doesn't impact, uh, your impact doesn't uh, happen in a negative way that impacts future generations. And then there's of course the national priority because without national leadership on this, we'll never get it off the ground and to tackle it. Cause you know, we can do, we can only do so much as individuals. There's big companies, big corporations that really need to step up and that can only be done with strong government leadership. What we need to think about how nationally we can set out a food strategy that is uh, sustainable in the long term. We're consuming way too much and wasting too much food. I think we have to think about in the long term, how do we make sure we go into a sustainable model? We need a national priority to make sure we transform our industry, agriculture and everything to make it more greener and sustainable in the future. And that needs everybody to work together, including the government. But I see it in those three levels and that's the way we have to look forward in the, in the future. Thanks, Nirishan. That was a really, um, really good answer to my question. It definitely covered it all. Um, I didn't want to interrupt you, but um, when you were talking about our individualistic approach, you know, how we can do things day to day, I just want to do a little plug for our energy um, saving podcast that we, you know, that is actually out now, which you can access. Um, so that's our first series that we ever did on the Youth Pod. And we do talk about... Um, a lot of you know energy saving tips in the home ways that we can actually release um reduce our carbon footprint and also um you know make energy efficient choices in the home another thing i wanted to mention was i know we were talking about um new year's resolutions earlier uh, that is actually one of my new year's resolutions is to eat less meat um and i actually um realized that from watching a film called Okja I don't know if you've seen it it's an amazing film um very very sad but really really made me um realize that um you know we need to we need to start cutting down our meat consumption and things like that so that's something that I am focusing on and wasting less food as well I really am making a an an effort to to make sure that all of our food is kind of eaten in the house um and that we're not wasting food so that's something I just wanted to mention one of my resolutions this year is to look at meat intake and um I've had quite a few nice um like meat alternatives um like plant-based food and that's um, an area that I find like quite exciting because I quite like trying different foods out. But I think Nusham was talking about the fee levels, the individual responsibility, and then the city level and the national level. And I think um, we, we should just like be aware of maybe where we're focusing our energy um, in terms of um, we can't blame individuals for um, the meat industry or for um how much plastic we're using and wasting um it's down to um national governments and down to corporations so it's about making sure that um i guess we're making changes at the the fee level we're um voting for people that share our views on the environment and share our concerns and that are acting upon those issues but yeah i think new kind of gone into covered all the um, areas quite well so yeah thank you Nusha. you know our actions now really do matter i think it's not just about us and how we protect our country but our actions lead to um in- environmental damages across the world and we see droughts extreme weather um plastic in the ocean is impacting people globally 
And if we don't do something now here and globally, um, we'll be impacting future generations to come. And we have a moral duty to do, do that now. And there's really no time to waste. So I would really encourage people to find out about this topic more and do what you can. Uh, it's not about going to going out there to try and change the world on your own because you know that's impossible. I think it's about thinking what you, you can do individually and what difference you can make in your community. Um, following on from that, um, you know, you talk about the government, and I totally agree with you there. You know, there's no use kind of blaming young blaming young people or blaming any people for kind of um, what they do day to day. Of course, we we do our little part, don't we? But um, it is all down to really what the government put in place, um, and you know, the policies and the strategies that are getting put in place. So um, what do you think then? Do you think that young people are being listened to at the moment? Do you think they're being prioritized? Do you think that the government is doing enough? You know, it's a complex issue. I think there's not one solution to fix this problem. There are things that we can do and, you know, countries try and uh, set targets and all these sorts of things. We saw with Greta Thunberg, with the school strikes and other climate activists across the world, um, try and put this on the agenda for the their governments for their for those people in power but i think sometimes it might they do listen and they do try and um uh, uh, capture young people's thoughts and feelings and how it'll affect future generations but at the same time i think some use it as an opportunity just to just to say yeah no uh, i want to i listen to these young people now but i won't think about them for another five six months and that that's it i think some people just use it as an opportunity opportunistic tool where they just want to hear um they don't want to miss they don't want to seem like they're the ones against young people they're just using mm -hmm. the moment to capture um almost uh, like tokenistic in a way exactly yeah but i think what needs to happen i think this came out from our listening and our consultations and is going on our manifesto is that we really need a national forum to capture uh, young people's thoughts and ideas around climate change. I think right now, I think there's so many people talking about so many different things, but they're not all linked. And I think the problem with that is if you're talk if you're um, talking over each other, I think it doesn't help uh, anybody very much. I think if we are all linked and can contribute to any strategy, policy, government decisions made, I think we'll be much more effective in getting our voices heard right at the top. I think you know when when politicians listen or when it comes on the news because of these climate strikes, they'll listen to a few and might seem tokenistic, but they might be genuinely interested and want to tackle the issue. But I think partly is think about how we can make sure we get across Wales, every, every young person's ideas fed into a, a, a central place that we can govern and influence and lobby the government to make sure that they are listening truly and uh, um, uh, uh, taking action on the things that are said. How amazing would it be if like, you know, we could bring it down to schools. So like it was something that they had to do in school, you know, and and get get that across, you know, then obviously there would be the issue of not being inclusive to young people who are not in education at the moment. Um, but I mean, that would be a way to be able to kind of um, get quite a, a wide reach, you know, of, of underrepresented groups. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you that sometimes it can seem, you know, uh, in this specific moment, they're speaking to young people, but then months on down the line, you know, where is that, where is that gone? Where, what has that kind of turned into? Have either of you had um, any experience with, you know, speaking to members of parliament or members of the Senate um, about these issues and how, how have those experiences gone? So, I recently um, listened to a talk by the Future Generations Commissioner for Wales. Um, so 
Wales is um, or Wales has been quite forward thinking on a global scale, introducing the Future Generations Act, introducing um, the Future Generations Commissioner role, which is a role that no other country has, and um, also introducing the Welsh Youth Parliament to try and get issues that matter to um, young people, albeit a very like specific age group. Um, to be cured and included. So I think Wales is doing better than um, some other countries out there, but um, it's definitely not a case of, okay, we've made a bit of progress. Um, there's still a lot more, still a lot more to be done, I, I'd say, and especially, um, so like we talked about the climate strike and Fridays for Future, um, we, we need to make sure that I think young people's voices are consistent consistently heard and I think that's the way um, that we make change um, is by making sure that young people's voices are heard throughout so that um, momentum can be built and ideas can be built upon and it's not just okay here's a climate strike and it's on the news for a bit um, and it's a big event and it's shutting down roads okay we'll listen to them now and we'll interview them now and we'll talk to them now and then forget about it down the line but I was listening to Sophie Howe um, speak about what she's done in her time as Future Generations Commissioner for Wales um, and her role lies outside of government slightly so she's not a minister and that allows her to um, challenge lots of decisions and make sure decisions line up with long-term thinking um, around areas like um, social, cultural, economic um, development and not just think about this term or think about the next few years trying to make sure that government decisions focus on the long term future generations is slightly different to um, young people the decisions that um, politicians and um, MSs and MPs are making today um, young people will have to live for for generations to come so it's um, very important that young people's um, issues and the lives that and the environment that young people will inherit is considered now because it, we're the ones that it'll ultimately affect and we'll have to deal with the consequences of decisions made today. I totally agree with that. This is something that, like you said, people are going to have to um, live with. Young people are going to grow into this um, and we want to make, we want to be we want to have a voice in this in this decision now um, and in these policies and strategies. So I think that's really important. Um, so we've talked a bit about how, you know, the government um, respond to young people and how um, we can try and make change in that way. Um, what about charities? Like I know that you are obviously you're on Flysea Bank Board. Um, you're on the board of a charity, a young person's charity. What about other, um, you know, youth organisations, charities or, you know, public bodies? What about them? Um, do you think that they are kind of um, pushing the agenda forward for young people to have a voice? Are, they being, are young people being listened to and prioritised in those organisations? I suppose you'll have to speak from experience because you're not going to have worked with all of the youth organisations. Um, but if you have any experiences to share. Yes, I think in lots of cases, I mean, especially with Bank and other, other youth organisations, I think some are really, I guess, pioneering is the word where they really put young people at the heart of everything they do and really do listen and think about what they want to do and run, run along with it. I think other, other public bodies and other charities are still lacking behind, I think. They need to do a lot of work in, in terms of getting um, 
young people uh, on strategic levels. I think that's that's the level that young people need to be at. It's not good enough just getting young people through the door, but giving them the opportunity to develop as leaders and get them on the strategic level so that their voices are actually heard and decisions are made with them being present and contributing as well. Um, what we can do is make sure those young people that are on current charity trustees, boards, panels, or whatever it is, keep pushing. I think, you know, once you're through the door, once you're at that level, I think um, if you keep pushing and keep raising the agenda, more people will join you in that forum. And I think it's about making sure you, you're not happy with just one one or two young people on the strategy that will get three, four, five. I think it's all about improving that level of representation. Definitely. And I think that charities and public bodies and organisations are looking for way more diversity across their trustee boards now um, and looking for youth forums and things like that. You know, I've seen way more of it and where they look into involve young people in their work much more. Um, And I think a lot of that is down to these policies that have been put in place, for example, you know, um, things like the quality mark for charities. um, And one of the key things that, you know, a goal for one of the quality marks is being able to kind of um, involve young people in your work and show that you are you know allowing young people to kind of steer the direction of your work in many ways and um, yeah. so I think so I think that definitely um benefits young people a lot and and also benefits the organization of course because what is the point of an organization you yeah. know um saying that they are for young people if they are not putting young people really at the heart of what they do no and I think you know the other part is that young people have done an incredible job over the past few years in the, the level of influence that they had and the push, the agenda they pushed, I think it surprised a lot of people and that's why everyone else wants to do it now. I think it's down to young people's um, tireless campaigning, tireless uh, work in, in making sure that their voices are heard at those decision-making levels. So I just wanted to give a shout out to young people across the world. Yeah, shout out to young people. Uh, love that. Thank you. Yayan, um, have you got any thoughts on this, any experiences or any other opinions to add? Um, yeah, I'd um, yeah, I, I'd kind of reflect um, a lot of the areas that um, that Nurushan has said. So um, I know we, we've both worked quite closely with Youth Kami, and um, it's really great to see how they incorporate young people into that higher strategic level and how um, young people are being put at the centre of the organisation, at the centre of the decision making, and their voices are being um, heard and I think when young people it can be a bit of a fight or a struggle to get young people into um, these positions in public bodies in different organizations um, but I feel like once young people are there they uh, more than prove their worth the, with um, bringing their perspective and bringing um, a new take on um, issues and just helping bring the increase the diversity because um, young people um, young people have important issues um, that they bring that they raise that they articulate um, and um, young people should be at the heart of decision making in different organizations and I think um, over the last few years I have noticed that it has improved as well that um, more organizations are looking at these um, looking at these youth uh, creating youth forums or youth panels um, or um, having young trustees um, on the board, increasing the number of young trustees. Um, but I think it's making sure that um, that it isn't tokenistic, it isn't when 
everything's like nice and calm and that then we'll get some young people and we'll, and we'll listen to them. It's making sure that when tough decisions need to be made. So um, for example, this or last year um, with the like COVID pandemic, um, lots of organizations having to change the way that they do things and deliver their services, making sure um, young people feeding into that, um, into um, decision-making at difficult times like that and their voices are continually and consistently being heard. Yeah, amazing. And that kind of um, brings us to the close of the podcast, I guess. So um, the overall kind of message is to, you know, make sure you are voting. If you are 16 and 17 now, you, you know, this has not happened before. You have not been able to vote before in Welsh elections and now you have the opportunity. Um, so do your research, keep listening to these podcasts, um, think about what matters to you, um, look at parties' manifestos, um, you know, and get involved in the community, get involved in local voting. Um, and yeah you've got to have your voice heard people so I think that's really important um so before we finish up is there anything you guys wanted to add I was just going to say um very important points you raised there Anna um and part of what the power of your vote campaign is um aiming to do is making voting more accessible to young people so our events coming up such as our youth led um Hastings which is very exciting um, gives an opportunity for young people to raise issues that matter um, to them with um, with the candidates that are standing for the Senate elections and then lots of the social media campaign that we're building around um, around and coming up to the elections will um, hopefully help inform young people about how they vote, how they get involved and how everything works to give them the knowledge so they can use their vote in an informed um, in an informed way and really making sure that 16 to 17 year olds have um, make the most of this opportunity they have to vote in the Senate for Legends. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me again, both of you. Um, it's been a pleasure to speak to you again about a um, very interesting topic, the environment and what matters to young people. So I'm pretty sure that in the next couple of episodes, we are going to have some guests um, to hear some other perspectives as well. Um, and I'm really excited for that and to chat to you again um, and continue our series. So thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you for coming on um, and we will see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and you're watching on YouTube, then please like, subscribe and leave us a comment. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, then leave us a review with some feedback. We would love to hear what you guys think. Make sure to follow our YouthPod channels to keep updated on new episodes. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.